Hey, hey, it's me. Welcome to Queer Street. And I am so excited for this week's um, book because it is so good. Especially after last week's, like, blah, uh, first date. Oof. Yikes. So, but this week we are talking about book number 17 in the original um, series, and it is The Best Friend. And, oh, y'all, I am super excited for this one. So, let's get into it. So, Best Friend, originally published December 1st, 1992, which is perfect because this book takes place at Christmas. So, I mean, what great planning was that, Mr. Stein? I love it. It comes in a little shorter than some of the other ones lately at 147 pages, but it's totally fine by me because this one packs a punch. So on the back we have, it says, who is Honey Perkins? She's been telling everyone in Shadyside that she's Becca Norwood's best friend, but Becca's sure she's never met Honey before. Honey systematically moves in on Becca's life, copying her every way. But when Becca presumes to have more than one best friend, the horrible accidents begin. Does Honey just want a friend, Becca wonders, or does she want more, much more? And y'all, and the tagline on the front says, sometimes friendship, can be murder. So yeah, that is such a good little tag and I love it. And the cover is totally awesome too. So we've got um, this girl, she's got like super short blonde hair. She's got some high-waisted jeans and a red shirt that's tucked in. So definitely 1992 with the hair, with the style. And there's a Christmas tree behind her and she is looking at this Christmas present that says, it has a tag on that says, to my best friend, and a big knife stabbed right in it. And she's all gasping like, oh my goodness, ah! Like somebody stabbed my present, you know, like what if there was a puppy in there? I don't know, but it is, it's a great cover. So Bill Schmidt, once again, you came through, snaps to you. This is just, I love it. I love it. And um, the cover and the tagline and the synopsis on the back, y'all, I'm telling you, it is just nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. So like the back cover said, we meet Becca Norwood. She is our main character, okay? So we begin with her making out with this boy, Eric Frazier. Yeah, Frazier. Um, but she wants to break up with him. He's too needy. He's immature. So she's all like, she just breaks it off. You know, they're right there. He's kissing on her. He's getting his Mac on. And she's all like, yeah, um, no, this ain't working for me, dude. So he's all like, okay. And she's like, oh, that was too easy. But that's fine because she wants to hook back up with Bill Planter, her ex-boyfriend. But her parent, they are against that because he's a bad boy, yo. He is a bad boy. But she don't care. She's going to go. So Eric drops her back off at her house. And she's all like, no, I'm not going to go home yet. So she gets in her car. And then she's thinking about it. And she runs a stop sign and crash. Chapter two. Turns out. It's all fine. She just had one broken headlight. No big deal. She's talking to Trish and Lila, her friends, and they're in her room just hanging out, talking about Becca's new short hair. Hello, cover. And about how it's a pixie cut and everybody thinks it looks great. And Becca's all like, no, I think it looks like trash, you know. But, you know, it's the 90s. Nobody had good hair in the 90s, Becca. You're going to regret it later. Best you regret it now because you're going to regret it later anyway. But you're about to have some bigger problems than your pixie haircut. Becca. So they're also talking about Bill. They're talking about, you know, like why um, her parents don't approve. Cause I guess, you know, he's a bad boy. He was hangs out with like the wrong guys. And I guess he was present with a group of boys that broke into the school and graffitied it. And so they are like, no, no, no. <laughs> but so they're talking about then all of a sudden the door opens and in comes this girl and she runs up to Becca and gives her a hug. She's like, Becca, it's you. And Becca is thinking, 
who the hell is this bitch running into my room hugging on me? So chapter three, this girl just continues to gush over Becca. I can't believe it's you. I haven't seen you so long. I've missed you so much. Da, 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 da. Just going on and on and on. She's like, the door was open, so I let myself in. And she seems to be getting like really emotional, like happy tears. And the whole time, Becca is thinking like, what the fuck? Who is this? You know, and so Lila and Trish are just sitting there kind of like, uh, what's going on? They introduce themselves. And we find out this girl that burst in is the Honey Perkins from the back. Now, y'all, with a name like Honey Perkins, you're either going to be cute or you're going to be batshit crazy. You only get one guess as to which one this honey is. Mm-hmm. She's the batshit. So she's all like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be moving back to Fear Street. So yes, we're living on Fear Street. Um, she's like, I'm going to be moving next door to you. We were best friends in third and fourth grade. Oh, I just can't wait to be your best friend all the way over again. And again, Becca has no clue who this girl is. But she seems to be totally ignoring Trish and Lila whenever they try to talk to her. And she's like, my, my, we moved upstate, my mom died and my dad and I haven't been doing too well, but we're moved back now and I'm so glad I can see you and da, 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 da. Becca's mom comes in and she kind of does the same thing to Becca's mom and her mom is like, uh, and just kind of leaves because she clearly does not recognize this crazy bitch either. So she's all admiring Becca's style and everything. And she's like, I love these posters on the wall. And, and Becca's all like, yeah, I've been thinking about getting new ones. And she's like, oh, can I have these? And Becca's thinking, I wasn't getting rid of them right now. Damn, girl, chill out. But Honey is just all up on her jock and will not stop. You know, she's like a little yappy dog. So finally she leaves. She's like, I gotta go. I'll, I'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be talking every day and all the time. And, and she leaves and everybody was like, what the hell just happened? No one remembers this chick, honey. So, ooh, excuse me. So Becca digs up the fourth grade pick and she finds a picture of her. And suddenly, now that they see her, they remember she's this nerdy, quiet, shy, weird girl that cried all the time and nobody really liked her. Okay. And then all of a sudden, while they're sitting there talking, we're like, oh, okay. Becca notices that her parrot pin is gone. Yes, her parrot pin hard to say say that three times her parrot pen that bill gave her it's gone they were just talking about it honey was admiring it oh my god did she steal it no there's no way they're like no becca you crazy girl she didn't steal it and becca's like i'm gonna get that damn pill back it's the only thing that bill ever gave me so her friends leave and she's sitting there trying to figure out what to do about this damn pen Bill calls and he's asking her out. She's like, no, I can't. My parents don't like you. They're flirting. And she's like, I can't. I'll talk to them. I'll let them know. So she turns him down, even though she wants to. She's like, we will, we will. I just need to, I just need to, you know, talk to my parents and let them know that you're a good guy. So then she decides to go next door to see Honey and get that damn parrot pen back. But when she gets there, y'all, the house is empty. The house is dark. Ain't nobody there. No lights on, no nothing. No boxes, nothing. So she's all like, that is really weird. That is really weird. So next day they're at school or they're walking home from school. Her and the girls are talking. We have a cameo by one of our, apparently one of our favorite queers. It's Ricky again. And this is like the fourth time we've met him. He's been like a character in two. He's made another cameo. So way to go, Ricky. They're talking, they're gossiping about boys and all that shit and whatnot. And then, so when she gets home, she hears a voice up in her room. So she sneaks up there and she peers in a room and it's honey. And that girl is in her room taking clothes out of the closet, taking clothes out of the dresser drawer. She's talking to someone. She's even trying on 
Becca's clothes. So Becca storms in. She's like, what the hell are you doing? Now, she didn't really say that, but she probably should have because here's this crazy girl in her room trying on all her clothes, being in all her business and everything. And she's like, oh, my mom let me, your mom let me in, but she's gone out now to run some errands. She's like, oh my God, you have such great clothes. She's like, well, do you remember when we were little, we used to share clothes, everybody thought we were twins. And again, Becca's thinking like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, you know, I barely remember you, much less all this weird shit you're bringing up. But she's just kind of like, can't get a word in edgewise because Honey is just like all over her. And so she finally gets gets a chance to ask. She's like, I, you know, I came over to your house last night, but you weren't there. And she's like, oh, well, that's because the furnace isn't working. So my dad and I had to stay in a motel. And so she's like, okay, you know, she buys that. That could happen, I guess. So she finally gets, she finally goes, you know, what about my pen, my parrot pen? But before she can answer, honey has her, grabs her by the throat and starts to choke her. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and Becca is obviously freaking out. She's, you know, because this crazy bitch is now choking me. Then all of a sudden, honey stops and says, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, bitch. And so she's like, don't you remember our gotcha game? We used to do horrible things to each other and say gotcha all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. And Becca's all like, no, you almost killed me, bitch. You you literally just almost killed me dead right here. What the hell are you talking about? So, and she's like, anyway, what about this damn pen? Where's my pen? And Honey's like, oh, you gave it to me. Don't you remember? And Becca's all like, uh, no, I didn't. And she's like, yeah, you did just ask your friends. I promise you gave it to me. And she seems to be getting really worked up about this. And so Becca just kind of drops in. Damn, bitch, get your pen. You should have stood up for your parrot pen. I mean, but she just kind of drops. She's like, maybe I did and I don't remember. I mean, so whatever. And as soon as she says that, Honey seems to be back to being herself. And she's like, okay, help me put all these clothes back that you, you know, you took out of all my stuff. And, and, you know, let's, let's clean up my room, you know, crazy bitch, least you can do. And then, so honey starts to help her and she's like, I got our seating assignment changed in homeroom so I can sit next to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Excuse me. Yada, yada, yada. I'm not starting this back over. I'm sorry if I'm yawning. Ooh, I'm going to try not to, but it happens when I talk a lot. Does it happen to you? I feel like when I'm sleepy, obviously you yawn when you're sleepy, but if I talk a lot sometimes, which I do often, you yawn. In addition, I wonder why that is. I think, isn't it because like when you yawn, your brain needs oxygen? Maybe if I'm talking too fast, my brain isn't getting enough oxygen. Hmm. Food for thought. But anyway, back to this crazy bitch. So she finally gets her to leave and she's, um, she's like, God, get out of here. And so then she calls Bill and she explains, she's like, what's going, I don't know what's going on with this crazy girl, yada, yada, yada. And Bill's like, just calm down. It'll be fine. She probably just misses you. And then her mom comes home and she's, and she's like, mom, why did you let honey in my room? You know, I don't want people in my room trying on clothes because who would, you know, who would, and what kind of parent would say, yeah, just go on up there. And her mom's like, um, I just got home. I did not let honey in the house. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. So, Another day after school, the girls are walking home. They're complaining about honey. They're uh, they're not walking home from school. Sorry, they're leaving school. They're complaining about honey and how she's so crazy. And they're teasing Becca. And then they notice honey's by their bikes. Where they're going to get to get their bikes. And honey's like, "Hey, can I come to your house, Becca? Can we go hang out?" Becca's like, "No. Lila and I are going to be riding our bikes." And so honey's like, "Oh, fine." And so she kind of walks off. She seems like a little upset, but. 
Becca's like, whatever, you know, she, whatever, whatever, girl. So she and Lila are riding their bikes, chit-chatting, you know, and they're going downhill. And she, when she goes to brake to stop for the intersection, her brakes don't work. And so she kind of turns skids and flies over the handlebar and there is a sickening crunch, okay? Come to find out, Lila ain't doing too well. She's alive, but homegirl is unconscious, you know, uh, and poor Becca's in shock. She talked to the police, the other people there, and she's just kind of sitting there and she's like, what the hell is going on? You know, she saw, so she goes to get, um, goes to get Lila's bike and realizes that it's missing a brake cable. Mm-hmm. Now, I do not know how to ride a bike, fun fact for you. Because when I was little, I, you know, fell off, fell off a lot. But I was like, screw this. I'm, I'm done being hurt. I do regret it. I kind of wish I could ride a lot. Of, I wish I could ride a bike now. But, you know, I don't know. I feel I'm too old for training wheels. So, I don't know. Maybe one day. Anywho. So, she's like, um, I lost my place because I was sitting there talking about bikes and not being able to ride it. So, um, the the ca brake cable's missing. So, she's like, what the hell? Okay, so she she's later on that night. She's talking to Bill. Lila's still unconscious, and but she finally agrees to you know sneak out because she's stressed out now. She's got this crazy honey girl stalking her, all up in her grill, and now Lila's been hurt. So she's like, okay, I'll sneak out. And then suddenly she hears something at the door. She turned around. Yeah, you know who it is. It's honey at her door listening to her, but she's like, oh, I came to console you and now you don't have Lila. And she's all like, what'd you say? And she's like, and now you have me. And she's like thinking to herself, um, that's not what you said, you crazy bitch. And she's like, it's okay. Just let it out. It's crying. And, and <laughs> Becca's all like, leave me alone. I just want to be alone, you know? And suddenly she starts to just start crying because she's just so frustrated. And that's what honey was looking for. She grabs, it, she's like, just let it out. Just let it out, honey. It's okay. It's okay. And then Trish shows up at the door and she clearly has a WTF look on her face because she's seeing, you know, honey consoling Becca and honey gets up and says, you can't be here right now and leads her out. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm getting some crazy white or single white female vibes, and I have not seen that movie in so long. Whatever happened to Bridget Fonda? Hmm. I'm going to look her up. What did ever happen to Bridget Fonda? I'm sure she's still alive. That was some big lightning out there. Oh, but that's such a good movie. Bridget. I'm on the Wikipedia. Fonda. I love Wikipedia, y'all. Bridget Fonda. Well, she is still alive, but I guess she just doesn't make movies much anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so we'll go back to Bridget later. Um, and I totally want to watch the movie. So now it's Saturday. We're at with we're um, out with Bill at River Ridge, you know, where all the teens go to park and neck and do things like that. And Becca's just needs some time. It's been a crazy week in between Honey and Lila and worrying about her parents finding out about Bill. And Bill's just like, why don't you just tell her to get lost? And Becca's like, I don't want to be mean. She's intense and crazy, but I don't want to hurt her feelings, you know? Lila's doing a bit better, you know? And then she's in the room. She's like, hey, Lila was asking Honey about her bike. You know, like, saying, you know, like, what kind of bike is it? How does it work? Da-da-da-da-da. She's like, you don't think that she could have cut the brake line? Did she do something? And so as they're kissing, you know, and, and Bill's getting his Mac on, trying to get her to stop talking about Honey, because that's the last thing he wants to talk about at this time, she sees Honey outside. So she gets out of the car. She runs screaming. Turns out it's just a red handkerchief stuck on a branch. Now, uh, how you 
how you miss you mistake a red handkerchief for some crazy bitch in the woods. I don't know, but poor Becca, she ain't right in the head anymore right now. So next morning is Monday. She's sick with a fever. She started not to feel well, so she decides to stay home. And her mom says, "Honey, called. She was going to bring her homework." Of course she does. So she's having these fever dreams. She's just not feeling good, you know? And then Trish calls and she's like, oh my God, you're not in the hospital. I'm so glad. And and Becca's like, what do you mean I'm not in the hospital? Of course I'm not, I just have like the flu. And she's like, well, honey said that you had a, ner- a breakdown, a nervous breakdown, and everybody at school is freaking out. <laughs> I love it. Can you imagine? Oh my God. Oh. So then Becca's like, what the fuck? She's telling everyone that. And Trish is just like, you know what? I I don't know. That's what she's telling everybody. But get well. You need to rest because she's getting ready for this big Christmas party she's throwing. And she's very excited about it. She's like, oh, by the way, wait until you see honey. But she won't tell her what's going on. So Becca tries to go back to sleep. I need a drink. And in comes Honey, though, and Honey <laughs> has her exact same short haircut. Mm-hmm. I told you some single white female shit up in here. So next chapter, Honey's gone, but she keeps calling her like three times. Ooh, that was a big lightning. And um, and she's like, you have to believe me. Trish lied. I never said anything about a breakdown. You have to believe me. Da-da. And so Becca's all like, not feeling good. She's on this. Whatever. I believe you. Whatever, 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 you know? And so honey's like, oh, thank you. I know we were best friends. Oh my goodness. You know, you think that she would be, you know, getting a clue. And I think she's starting to get a clue by this. You know, Becca's starting to realize, you know, honey's a few crayons short of a box here. The light is on, but nobody is home. So next day at school, everybody's talking about her breakdown. And Becca realizes clearly Honey is a lying bitch, too. She's not only crazy, she's lying. So, but here's Honey in some of her clothes with her pin, with her haircut, and just looking a lot like Becca. Like she's taking over her life, like she's trying to be just like her. And Trish is like, we're just going to have to murder her. Of course, she's joking, y'all. She's joking. Trish would never do that, y'all. But then they look up and they see that Honey is kissing Eric, the Eric that Becca broke up with at the beginning of the book. Mm-mm-mm. So we're like, what do we do now? She's so emotional. We need to, you know, we need to, I need to figure this out. So then Honey's like, hey, can we hang out? And and Becca, she she has no more fucks left to give. So she is like, no, I need to talk to Trish in private. And Honey's like, well, you can say it to your best friend. She's like, I'm trying to. Ooh. So then Honey gets red in the face and walks away. It's not going to be good for her. So then after lunch, Trish notices that her that her locker has been trashed and she knows she locks it. But y'all, you know that Shady Side High is a place where nobody's locker is safe, y'all. Nobody's locker is safe. People are trashing lockers. People are putting dead stuff in lockers. People are putting notes in lockers. It, it don't matter if it's locked or not. Shit's going to happen at your locker if you're in high school here. So she's sure that it's honey, right? She finds Honey in the bathroom, confronts her, starts yelling at her about the locker, about how she doesn't want to be around her, stay away from me. And Honey's like, why are you picking on me? I've not done anything, yada, yada, yada. And then Honey pulls out a gun and points it at her and pulls the trigger. Yeah, like she just 
pulling a Glock out from her backpack or whatever. Now, all you young folk, this was back in the day before we sadly had school shootings. There were, were metal detectors. So I guess you could get away with bringing a, what turns out to be a toy gun into school and people not losing their shit. But this is something that would never be able to be in the book now. So, but you know, nostalgia, hashtag nostalgia, hashtag, you know, water guns. It turns out it is just a water gun. And of course she's playing that gotcha. And she's like, do you remember when we used to do this all the time? We used to shoot water guns at school. And, and Becca's like, no, because it never happened. <laughs> so she's basically just like, shut up. And so she's like, leave me the hell alone. Okay. So she just leaves her there. And she goes to see Bill because she can't go home. She's like, oh my gosh, he's driving me crazy. And he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, did you hear what happened at school day? Some guys were trashing lockers. And Becca's like, oh my God, what if that wasn't honey? And now she thinks I'm crazy. Girl, stick with your instinct. Stick with your instinct. Okay. That's all we got to say here. You know, she's starting to doubt herself. Stay strong. You stay strong, Becca. Stay strong with those thoughts because your gut. You need to trust your gut. So she gets home late and someone's at the kitchen table. Turns out it's just her mom. Her mom confronts her. You are with Bill. They get into an argument and she is grounded. She will not be able to go to that party, Missy. You get up to your room. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. How do you think she found out? Girl, you know who she found out. We're going to find out next in chapter eight, 19, but you know how. So she's up there. She's upset and she notices the windows open and there's someone in the room with her. You know who it is. You know it's that crazy bitch, honey. She said she came over earlier um, to see her, but she wasn't there. And when she told um, Becca's mom that she was leaving, she just hid there. And she's like, remember when we would hide in the attic and we would play hide and go seek? And Becca's like, no, I don't even have an attic, you dumb bitch. No. And so, but honey just completely ignores her. And she's all like, oh, I'm sorry. I accidentally told your mom about Bill. Mm-hmm. We already knew it, girl. We done been knowing that. So she's like, she's like, I'm so sorry, but you're my best friend. You can forgive me. <laughs> and poor Becca is just losing her shit, just trying to, you know, she's like, you're not my friend. You're not my best friend. You need to get out of here. Honey just is completely not having any of that. She's not listening. She's like, oh, by the way, I broke up with Eric just like you did. Next chapter, apparently Becca's dad is big old softy because he gives in. She's at the party in her new shiny silver skirt that she's been saving for the special dance. She's very excited, having a great time dancing with Bill, talking to Trish. You know, poor Lila's still in the hospital. And so all the kids, she's having a great old time. And then all of a sudden, what the fuck? There's Honey in the exact same outfit with her haircut. And Becca's like, go away. She starts yelling. At her. She's like, why would you do that? You're my, you know, yeah, everybody, you, know, you don't show up to the nothing in somebody else's outfit. Mm -hmm. That is a big no, no, big no, no. So she's yelling at honey and honey's like, calm down. You're embarrassing me. And she's like, you're embarrassing me. And then, so honey leaves, she gets upset and leaves. And there's Trish at the top of the stairs coming down with a tray. And then she falls and crunch. Another sickening crunch as her head hits the floor. Craziness ensues. Everybody's like, oh my God, is she okay? They're calling the cops. And Becca notices there's Honey at the top of the stairs. And she is sure that Honey pushed Trish down those stairs. Turns out that Trish is breathing, albeit very noisily and uh, ragged breaths. 
but the police come and um, Trish is like, uh, not Trish, she can't say anything because she's um, unconscious. <laughs> but Becca's like, honey, push her. Da, 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 and then she passes out. Wakes up in her room about a day later. It's Sunday. Her mom and dad brought her home from the party. Trish broke her neck. Damn. That bitch done broke her neck, but she's still alive. Now, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you. We never find out anything more about Trish. Uh, we don't know if she wakes up. We don't know if she heals. We don't know if she's a quadriplegic. Poor Trish. We we just don't know about her anymore, but she fell and broke her damn neck. God bless. And so they're, um, they're like, the doctor says you're in shock. You need to rest. He gave you some tranquilizers, some medicine to calm your crazy ass down because... You've been acting a little weird here, Becca. You've been acting a little weird. And Honey keeps calling and she's like, no, I don't want Honey to call anymore. And she's just very, very acting crazy and upset, you know, understandably. I mean, come on. One of her friends she saw, you know, fly over and like smack her head on the pavement because it was the 90s. So she probably wearing a damn helmet and she's in the hospital. Another friend done broke her neck. So, you know, she is just she's not having a good, <laughs> a good Christmas season. It's, it's, she's, it's not a holly jolly season. She's not feeling the spirit of the season. So she spends the next like day or so in bed, in and out of consciousness, just like, oh my goodness, you know, just trying to make sense of everything. And y'all, we're getting very near the end. And this is where shit picks up steam and hits the fan. And that shit don't just hit any fan. I mean, it hits a fast moving fan. Maybe like one of those big fans you see at Costco. God, those things are scary, but they're so huge. They always give me major um, Final Destination vibes. So um, she's trying to get some sleep. It's Honey calling. She's like, you were so mean to me, but we're still best friends, and I forgive you, and I have a surprise you need to come over here right now. And Becca's like, I can't. I'm not feeling good. You know, I'm kind of out of it. And, tr and uh, Honey just keeps on and keeps on. You know how she does. You know how Honey is. And so she's fine, fine finally, she, I, she pulls on a robe and some sneakers. She's like, I ain't getting dressed for this bitch. So she goes over there. She peeks, as she goes to the back door, she looks in and what does she see? She sees Bill and Honey sitting together at the table. She bursts in, no, she grabs a knife and lunges at Honey. She's like, I'm going to end this bitch right now. So she's thinking, I got to kill her. I got to kill her. But she's still so groggy and all over the place. She drops the knife and just kind of slumps to the floor. You know, she's got all these meds in her. God only knows what horse tranquilizers this doctor put in her. But homegirl ain't doing well. And so then Honey grabs the knife and begins to threaten him, Bill, saying, you stay away from my best friend, da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, they start to struggle, and Bill then tumbles onto the knife, and he's dead. He's stabbed to death. Honey is like, what the hell am I going to do now? So she puts the knife in Becca's hand and starts to cradle her and saying, it's okay, honey. It's okay. I'm your best friend. I'll tell them it was self-defense. Nobody needs to know the truth. I'll take care of you. I'm here for you. And then the last line is just Becca just kind of laying there saying, thank you, honey. Thank you. And that's where it ends. Y'all, is that an ending or what? So that, honey, she done drove Becca crazy. And I will tell you this, there is a sequel to this, The Best Friend 2, obviously, is what it's called. This was a very, very controversial novel because of the way it ended. It is like, um, if you're a, a um, Agatha Christie um, fan, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, I mean, spoiler alert, but the book's like 80 years old. It's where, you know, 
Hercule Poirot tries to solve, solve the murder and he eventually solves it. And the way he solved it, we find out that nobody killed this guy. He killed himself and staged it to make it look like he was murdered. So that was a big, big shock way back in the, back in the days. But um, so this is a very twist. A lot of people did not like this ending. Poor Mr. Stein got a lot of complaints that it ended on such a unhappy, bitter note. So much, in fact, that he actually ended up writing the second book and inviting people. You know how they used to have in these books in the 90s, if you were alive then, in the back, you know, they would have like little contests or you can mail in for books and stuff. He had you write people write in their suggestions for the second book because they were so unhappy with this one. But y'all know I love this sucker. I gave it five stars. Goodreads reflects some of those some of those unhappy people with only a 3.54. Sorry. But I think it's a five. I adore it. It's one of my favorite because it ends and it it has a crazy just one of those endings where you leave going, what? It's got a um this is M not Shalamalama Ding Dong ending for this book. I'm telling you. Whew. So clearly we've got one death bill sorry bill we got one dead bill which brings our death count up to 14 not doing too shabby you know on book 17 to have 14 deaths i'm happy with that um but we also got two two best friends that are critically injured in the hospital that we just don't know what the hell happens to them <laughs> sorry trish sorry lila but you know i hope the doctor's taking good care of you and then as for our fear obviously this is a crazy this is crazy because we got honey. That girl is crazy, 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 crazy. Now, also another thing I love about this is we don't get any backstory. We don't know why honey is so obsessive. We don't know if she planned to kill Bill. We don't know if she's been in a mental institution and she's, you know, finally, you know, like come back for revenge because the way Becca treated her, we don't have any motivation and I love it because sometimes people are crazy and they don't have need motivation. Just they crazy. That's their motivation. So we don't know why Becca, why this is all happening. And I think it's just fabulous, fabulous. Now, as you can guess already, the queer is clearly honey. We've got some serious single white female vibes going on here. She wants to be Becca. She wants to love on Becca. She wants to be in Becca's britches. She wants Becca. So she is our queer. Um, so not only do we have a nice little like lesbian queer, but we've got a crazy queer. I mean, and what's better than that? I don't know. So I love this book. I cannot wait to get to um, The Best Friend 2 and chit chat about that. But, um, oh, so good, so good, so good. Oh, I love it. But next week we are going to be, oh my goodness, what book is next week? Next week we're going to read, I gotta check, I forgot what the book for next week is. We're gonna be talking about, do, 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 do. Next week we're going to be talking about the cheater. Uh-oh, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. So we will get to that next week. But this week, I'm riding high on this crazy bitch honey and this poor, crazy, sap Becca who was driven insane. So I don't know what kind of best friends you have, but hopefully your best friend is not like honey, or for that matter, Becca. Hopefully, you know, your friends are sane or they're not trying to gaslight you. They're not trying to murder you or take over your life. I mean, nobody needs a single white female friend. I mean, not literally a single white female, but nobody needs that kind of friend like from the movie. 
Oh, so good, so good. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So anyway, I guess just, you know, next time you're hanging out with your friends, look around and see which one of these bitches is going to try to take over my life. And that's who you know to kill or be distanced from. And he's just, those are words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom. Do with them what you will. But until then, have a great week and stay queer. Bye.